welcome to an episode 92 of Music Raygun. My name is Paul Champanelli. My name is Kirk Pinchon. And this is the show for which every episode we choose a musical topic, then watch video clips about that topic and talk about the clips, right, Kirk Dussolet? That is correct. Kirk. Hey, real quick. Yeah. You just called me Kirk Dussolet. Uh-huh. You have no idea. What? I, in <laughs> 2000, yeah. I did a uh, one-man show called Kirk Dussolet. <laughs> not a lie. <laughs> Hundred percent, not not a lie. I did a one man yeah. show called Kirk to Soleil. Oh, it wasn't you and Soleil Moon Fry. <laughs> it's just me. That's why it's a yeah. one man show. I did not know that. Yeah, that's I was so going to get to that eventually. Yeah, uh, but why was I chanting and chanting see, spelling music? Ray got first of all, of well done with the cadence. It's because yeah. you are a fan uh-huh. of the Bay City Rollers. The Bay City Rollers, I am not a fan of. I think Saturday Night sucks, actually. No way! That's I don't a, like that's that a song. cute tune. The, the, that beginning part is fun. But then the song... The, oh, no. I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. I'll, 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 I'll ride with it. Yeah, but but uh, I chose to do that for a very particular reason. Because? You tell me. They're from Scotland. They are from Scotland. Even though they're called the Bay City Rollers. Right. That's right. And uh, and all the bands we're going to talk about in this episode are from Scotland. That's yes. the theme. Scotland. Why is it Scotland? Because we decided it was. It seems random, kind of. and uh, But I've been wanting to do this topic for a while. Mm. Because quite frankly, at least for the clips that I'm bringing to the table tonight... This is, like, we've done off-brand picks. Yeah. This happens to be, I think, in 92 episodes, the most on-brand of music that, like, I actually listen oh, to in my, like, in my life outside the show. Interesting. Like, a bunch of the bands that I picked are, like, top five bands for me. Wow. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, for me, um... There's one band that I'm like, they're Scottish as fuck, and that's why they're in here. Mm-hmm. Like, when you said Scottish episode, I was like, well, I'm putting this band in. Okay. And then there's one that's like, wait, they're fucking Scottish? Yeah. And then another <laughs> one is, why did Kirk pick this? And then another one is, uh, oh, of course Kirk picked this. Okay. I'll be curious to find out yeah. which are which yeah. there. Uh, no, mine, these are like, these are personal favorite songs. Uh, I, I guess it's just something about the the scene in Scotland that the music that comes from there really does it for me. Do you have like uh, wanderlust for Scotland? Like, no, I don't give a shit about that place. <laughs> it's shite being Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would totally go to like the UK in yeah. general and, and Scotland, but it's not, I don't have any real cultural connection okay. or desire it just happens that a lot of the times I'll hear a band and, and be like, I love this music so much. And then they're Scottish. Yeah. I find out they're Scottish. And this then I say, of course they are. How deep and obscure are these? Not that very. Oh, great. I mean, there's like maybe one or two that you haven't heard of the band, but they're not even that obscure. Okay. But it's just a lot of like indie and indie rock and yeah. that, that comes out of Scotland is like right up my alley. Yeah. Uh, and from different decades too. Ooh. Um, but yeah, not the Bay City Rollers. And not the Proclaimers, who I unironically love. 
Are you fucking saying that you would take the Proclaimers over Bass Eater Rollers? A hundred times oh, out of a hundred. Oh, no, I hate that song so much. We, but you, well, there's only one song, but also it's a great song. So. That song blows. It's not like you'd like the rest of the Proclaimers no. stuff if you don't like 500 Miles. Uh, I almost included them in the episode just because they're so Scottish. Like, yeah. Just in terms of the accent, I don't think any other singer or group has ever sounded more Scottish on their records than the Proclaimers do when they sing. Vocally, yeah. Yeah. 100%. God, that song sucks. Take the Bass Eater Rollers over them all the time. <laughs> Bass Eater Rollers better than the Beatles. Oh, there are many Proclaimers songs that I like. The oh, entire boy. Sunshine on Leith album, uh, 500 Miles, Then I Met You. I had a, a, a clip in the rotation for this episode for a while, but I just... It's not one of my favorites. And like mm-hmm. I said, this one is going to be packed full of like Paul's wow. faves. This is an eye-opener. So I had to cut it. Also, I figured you probably hate the Proclaimers. Oh, I fucking hate the Proclaimers. <laughs> they blow. Uh, but we're going to start with a clip uh, from you. And for me, this was the band that made me go, I didn't know they were Scottish, but okay. Oh, this is the band that I was like, oh, we're doing a Scottish episode? Got to do them. Oh, you just knew they were from Scotland. Yeah, big country. I don't know. I thought they were from New Zealand or something. But but they, I do love this song. I love this this song yeah. is such a wonderful 80s song i figure from you there's a lot more of a personal like memory and connection yeah. to it when it was new yeah so big country doing in a big country which yeah. always makes me laugh yeah and i think is the album also called big country i think it is called big country as yeah. well which makes me even better this song new wavy british scottish pop mm-hmm. really great this was one of those bands when you heard the song you're like oh this song's amazing. Yeah. They're going to be big forever. Uh-uh. You know? <laughs> they might have been big in Scotland. I don't yeah. know. I was going to say, I don't know if this technically is a one-hit wonder because maybe they had another song or two that like were on the charts, but yeah. this is the only song I know by Big Only Country. song I know. Yeah. And the only song I know at the time that they played. They didn't have another song yeah. hit on the U.S. charts, but this hit big. This was huge. Is this the best song where the title of the song is also the name of the band. Well, it's either that or Talk Talk. Okay, as long as you didn't say Bad Company. No, that song sucks. <laughs> Funny bit. One of the, uh, I was doing a, in, in Chicago years ago in the 90s. Yeah. I was doing a, a play in Chicago. And one of the guys on stage improvised. Listen, man, I've been a big fan of yours ever since you were in that big country 80s cover group called Big Country. Just the idea that the cover band called itself Big Country because they had the song called Big Country right. by the group Big Country. Right. They're named after the song, yes. not the band. And no one laughed except all of us backstage. <laughs> I would have. Yeah, you would have gotten it. All right. This And this is just the official music this video? This is the official music the video, and it looks Scottish as fuck. You know, all music videos in the 80s look Scottish. That's true. You could be, yeah. Look at the lead singer's cheekbones. Yeah. They're razor sharp. Ah, that song's so good. To me, that that sound sounds like, oh, this is Scotland. This is what Scotland sounds like. Yeah, this is, yeah. (laughs) Oh, such a good song. Is this shot in the same, like, glen as the Men Without (laughs) Hats video? It's in the bog. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, this song was on all the time. It, It makes me feel like I'm 14 again. There's no, like, real story behind it, but it was just like you're just really old enough to start understanding what music you like and finding things on your own because this was 84 or 83, I think You're not going to like what I am about to say I'm not going to disparage the band or the song But you know the song, so yeah Oh, absolutely, but it's how I know the song and what I think of 
what I think of right. being 12 years younger than you. So in the 90s, in the like mid to late 90s, remember when they used to sell like compilations on TV, like Freedom Rock and yes. Pure Funk and all that shit? So there was some like hottest hits of the 80s thing or whatever, or one of those compilations where this was one of the songs in the commercial. And it, it was always the song that I was most like, I like that song. Oh, that's okay. But whenever I hear it, I still think of like the commercial. You think of the commercial and yeah, everything else. Yeah. I this think... and Der Commissar were on the oh, same compilation. That's right. They're around the same time. Yeah. So I knew it from being a kid in the 90s, watching the TV commercial for the 80s retrospective compilation. That's hysterical. And, and this being my favorite song featured in the ad. I mean, at least that, there's that. Yeah. This song... It's one of those that you're just like, when it came out, it was huge, and everyone, like, remember, like, critics were like, oh, big country. Yeah. You know, like, okay, well, I guess this is the new band yeah. that we're all going to be following for years. And it did not go yeah. that way. I, this song is so good, though. And the video is just like, okay, now we were on ATVs, and now we're going scuba diving. Yeah, I was going to ask you why they were on ATVs. I don't know. And now it I don't seems know fun is the yeah. answer. Again, it's the 80s. Like, let's just do things that are show movement in a video. Jet skis. Jet skis are fun. I've never ridden an ATV, but I did ride a jet ski once. Ooh, jet skis are fun. And it's it's the only time I've ever been really happy. <laughs> did not expect that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> They're joy. I was like, oh, this is like when other people enjoy things. This is what that feels like. When people like activities, this is what it feels right. like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is like what pleasure and happiness <laughs> is. <laughs> I never feel this way. Yeah, again. I tasted it for a moment. Oh, yeah, there's a fire going on. I don't know what it means. It seems it's like an 80s music. Video. Yeah. And then it's intercut with performance. Sure. But I, sure, I assume they're traipsing around Scotland and didn't shoot this anywhere. Yeah, else. exactly. I have no. I always wondered why they never had another song in the US. Like, because they weren't like a joke. Yeah. They were like a legit band. People liked them. This was a huge issue. You think they'd have at least like one and more. And they didn't break up when they at, were at their peak or anything? No, I don't know. Well, maybe they did. I do know that, like, I think the lead singer died several years ago. Oh. He looks a little like Patrick Swayze to me. I can see that. Um, who knows? Who knows the, the mystery of why some things become one-hit wonders and, and other bands go on forever? And yeah, ever. I think I think they deserve uh, they deserve to be a little bigger. Yeah, yeah. They're a cult following, formed in '81. There are those bands that seem like one-hit wonders to like most people, and then you find out they have a huge like cult fan base that. That has kept them going for decades. This is what it looks like, too. Yeah, yeah it looks like they're they're, they're just, big dedicated fans. Yeah, big dedicated fans. Oh yeah, they they were in. Do they know it's Christmas? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that yeah. was a big deal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They had like three albums. Shit, they were uh, into the nineties. Oh, but they don't still exist. No, their their Wikipedia is written in the past tense. Yeah, nineteen ninety they had an album. Ninety one they had an album. And then they were dropped by Mercury. Mm. Uh, mental emotional health of lead singer who reportedly struggled with alcoholism for several years. Uh, yes, one of those. But I mean, the tale fact is old as time. If, shit, they had eight albums till nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's what it was. I think they just. Yeah. They, they had their moment in the sun in the U.S. Personal was, problems kept them from... 
being bigger than outside of, uh, yeah. of Scotland. But to me, when you said Scotland, I was like, that's that's the big first country. video. It's yeah. going to be big country. That's what Scotland means to me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my first clip is not the first band I thought of. Okay. But they're the first chronologically. This is uh, one of the original UK punk bands in like the first wave of British punk. So mm-hmm. this is from the late 70s. Okay. Are you familiar with the Rizillos at all? No. no Why would I be familiar with the Rizillos? Because they're like, they're only punk because they, it's the closest thing they were to when that scene was first coming out. But they're a lot, like they're not political they're not aggressive. They're sort of goofy. Huh. The best way I can describe the Rosillos is like, think of the cramps if the cramps were British and silly. I kind of get what you're saying. Okay. I kind of get what you're saying. So this is a song called, I Love My Baby Because She Does Good Sculptures. That's such a Paul title. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they formed an art school. So oh, of famous. course. They're there famous. you go. Yes. So this is the Rosillos. They've got like sort of like a 50s look. And this is like a real, like, this is early, like, pop punk. They're just fun. Okay. Uh, and this is them on the Old Grey Whistle Test in the, in, I guess this is 78. So this is the Rizzolos with I Love My Baby because she does good sculptures. I, I love the name I, of the song. I hate the name of the band. Oh, yeah, they got like a punk, I get you, punk pop, kind of like yeah. almost heading towards New Wave. Faye Fife is dressed like a Flintstone. Oh, yeah. No, this isn't for this me. This is not Kirk music. This at isn't all. for me. But here's the interesting thing where this does connect to Kirk music. Alright. So the uh, guitar player, Joe Collis, mm-hmm. he's also their main songwriter. He left the band they broke up like right after they released their first album. Then in the eighties they reformed as the Revillos. Course. But between that, Joe Collis joined the Human League, and he wrote "Don't You Want Me" and oh, "Keep Feeling Fascination" shit. and like all their hits. Yeah, Fascination's a jam. Yeah, that's my favorite oh, Human I League. I love this guy. Then. Yeah. Wow. But this was his band before he joined the Human League and wrote their hits. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. What a different vibe yeah. that he did. Who is the female singing? Faye Fife. They all have fake like, okay. punk stage names. She's got a lot of energy going on. Oh, she's so much fun. I love Faye Fife. She sings... Uh, the, the B-side to this uh, single was Flying Saucer Attack. And she this sings really goofy. on that. Yeah, yeah, it's really punk goofy. Oh my god. There she goes. Yeah, they're fun. The the guy lead singer, yeah. I'm here for his pink out leather outfit. Pink it's leather outfit, great. wraparound shades, and like a fifties sort of greaser pompadour. He looks like what Bono wishes he looked like. Yeah, because he's doing a fifties throwback, but also like a sci-fi futuristic thing yes. combined. You know? Yeah. He looks like Bono wishes. Yeah. His stage name is Eugene Reynolds. Wait, was it, is he using his real name? No, he's using the name of a dude that he worked with. <laughs> That's fucking genius. Are you serious? Yes. That's fucking genius. That's the truth. His name's like Mark Forbes or something okay. like that, but his stage name is Eugene Reynolds. It's just the name of a dude at his job. Do not like this music. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Love that. That's fucking genius. That would be like me forming this band and, and being my stage name is Kirk Pinchot. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they're like, why do you call that? It's Skywalker. Yeah, it's this, kinda, this is my buddy. Yeah, it's kind of. <laughs> That's so funny. 
I love that. Yeah. Don't love my baby for her pouty lips. Don't love my baby for her curvy hips. I love my baby because she does good sculptures. That is, that's great. Yeah. It's also woke. It is true, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love her for her talent. Yeah. I love her for her mind. Yeah. I'm a sapiosexual. <laughs> that means I'm attracted to people's intelligence. Just wanted to let you know. Yeah. <laughs> Just FYI. Yeah. Uh, I, there wasn't a doubt in my mind that you would hate that song. No, but the fact that his name is Eugene Rouse, just this guy who knows, <laughs> yeah. is fucking... Is, yeah, the, other, the others chose names like Mysterioso. Yeah. And like, you know, silly... And he's just like, yeah, Eugene Reynolds. Eugene Reynolds. Yeah. That's fucking great. And it's <laughs> but not he's not punting on the whole thing, because he definitely has a look, and yes. he's being a weirdo. But then he's like, yeah, Eugene Reynolds. Eugene Reynolds. That's, that's my stage name. Yeah. You're very like, funny. It's very yeah. funny to me. Uh, okay. Uh, this is a very famously Scottish band. This is the one where I was like, wait, they're Scottish? Wait, when? When this first came, when, like in the mid to... Oh, not yeah. when you were putting the episode no. together. No, oh, Okay, but there, no. yes, there was a... Yes, everyone's experience with this band is you hear them, you go, what a great funk band. Yeah. And then you go, they're white? Yeah, they're and white. And then you go, and they're Scottish? Yeah, average yes. white band. The average white band. And yeah. they have a ton of hits. I know. Pick up the pieces. They pick up the pieces. This is cut the cake. Yeah. They have schoolgirl crush. Mm-hmm. They have work to do, which is the they they that covered. one I know the one yeah. that uh, Vanessa Williams, uh, Vanessa Williams covered. Sure. And uh, I love I love them all. I have their first album on album. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's also great too because they're so funky, and they're not. And then you see them, and you're like. Not just because they're white, but because they're decidedly not cool. Like yes, they do not look cool. They look like a... They look like... I mean, they dress in, like, the jumpsuits and shit. Yeah. But they just look like regular dudes. Regular dudes from they the They look 70s. like the Grateful Dead wearing yeah. funk jumpsuits. Yeah, and if you put that together, yeah. you get, okay, they're great, let's put them on Soul Train. Right, yeah. Which is what they're well, on. And they must be self-aware because they named themselves the average yeah. white man. I think they're like, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> but they are great. And yeah. this is Cut the Cake on Soul Train. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah. li- it's live. They didn't, because maybe it was early, they didn't lip sync it. Look at that dweeb. This guy's a nerd. Play the fucking shit All out of that guitar. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> god damn. How are they doing this? Yeah, I don't know. Just five goobers. Cut the cake! Oh, there's only five of them? Yeah. Alright, the what the saxophone player who looks like uh, Bob Seeger. He's not bad. He's yeah, he's he's doing it yeah. sweet. But the two lead singers are like, what are you what are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. A couple uh, of Christopher Crosses. <laughs> yeah. And this is so funky. So funky. Yeah. And like, if you saw these guys not play and they were just in like a coffee house and they're like, yeah, we're in a band. Yeah. Words are from Scotland. You'd be like, oh, did you play like prog rock? <laughs> they look like a prog rock band. Yeah. They are. I mean, there's a lot of bands like this now where it's like young, yeah. hipstery white dudes yeah. who are like, we're going to play funk and do it well. But even then, they don't look quite as square as that these as Quite these as square. And just, they're, they're so funky and tight, it's crazy. 
And he's also playing, I mean, this is getting weird, but he's playing funk bass on a Mustang bass. Oh, okay. Is that a... Which is like, that's like the cheapest Fender bass, and like a lot of punk, punk dudes will use it. I've oh, never seen really? it. really? Yeah. Funk, you'll usually see them with like more expensive basses, or as I've yeah. noted many times, the Stingray is a famous yes. bass. But the Mustang is like a really inexpensive bass with like a punchy sort of... It's not what you typically see okay. a funk musician play with. So that's very funny. And he's not even like... Sounds great, though. Sounds great. It's yeah. a great bass line. And he's not slapping it. He's not plucking it. He's not slapping... No, it's not good for slapping. Yeah, it's crazy that he's getting that sound yeah. out of it. I love this. This is... I like this better than uh, Pick Up The Pieces. Oh, do you? Yeah. I don't, but... It's it's not bad at yeah. all. I still love it. I think it, it, it hits a little harder for me. Oh, wait, there's a six guy. I'm sorry. No, that is... That guy. Wait. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the guitar player. Yeah, the other guitar. No, so there's yeah. there's six players. Okay. There's six Two guys. saxes, two guitars, a bass, and yeah. drums. Drummer, yeah. yeah. And the bass player is decidedly the geekiest. <laughs> Yo, you think so? Yeah, he's all the way on the left with the hair. No, that's the bass player. No, wait, you'll see. The guy that we first saw? No, that was the guy who opened the video, who was the oh, dweeby guy the, playing the okay. guitar. Okay, he's the dweebiest. Yeah. No, the guy with the Mustang bass is the one in the middle. Okay, got it. Got it. Tina Weymouth played a Mustang, but that's only because she had never played bass before, and it was the least expensive and bass. she's like, it's what I can afford. Yeah. They, like, lived off of their 70s hits for, like, decades. Sure, you still hear pick up the pieces in movies all the time as shortcut for like this is cool. <laughs> yeah, here's a here's a con that's gonna go down. Yeah, yeah. But they, and then I think they like even up to like maybe like 2015 or so they were still like yeah we're still touring. Yeah, we're not making any more new music, but we're just living off these hits. Sure. Which is like yes, it's. It's not that much of a leap for me to be like, okay, yeah, they're white guys playing great funk music. Yeah. The fact that they're Scottish is much weirder and harder yes. to wrap my head around. Yeah. Like, if you're like, oh, okay, it's these six guys from Detroit. Yeah. So the average white man, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, cut the cake. You're like, wait, <laughs> yeah. how are you from Scotland? Especially considering all the music that I said is like my favorite music that yeah. I'm going to talk about in this episode. This is like the opposite of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not going to be funky. No. Uh, but but they are. I wonder if this is as funky as Scotland ever got. That's a good It's question. pretty funky. Probably. Yeah. It's hard, but hard to beat And that's funky. no shade on Scotland. Not at all. They do different things. Yeah. But this is way, this yeah. is way disco funky. What if you could make a playlist of funk songs about food? Where it's like, cut the cake, pass the peas. Like, oh, you could, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good thought, actually. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of R&B yeah. music about food. Anyway, that's a tangent. And we'll do that episode someday, but yeah. not right now. Uh, now, let's talk about Anne's favorite band. <laughs> if you weren't going to bring him to this episode, I was going to. Hang on a second. Yeah. What if I had? I half expected you to. Really? Well, you live with your wife. Yes, whose I favorite do. band is Cocteau Twins. Yes. And there's been other music that you came to like because of Anne. Not this. Oh, you? Yeah. Okay. I, you know. Even, yeah. Even though you don't like it, maybe you still had a story to tell, or you wanted to represent Anne or something. No. But. <laughs> sure. No. In fact, I keep forgetting. I keep saying cocktoo. Yeah. Well, whatever. It's cocktail. Yeah. I think it's. Is it cocktail? I thought it was cocktoe. Cocktoe. 
cocktail. I think it's cocktail. I think it's, I'm saying cocktail. I'm not going to, I'm not going to shade me. Yeah. I'm not going to throw shade at you for mispronouncing the name of the band. Um, I don't know a ton about them. I know that the lead singer Elizabeth was like 20 when they did this. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is from TV, but I'm not sure what show. It's not Top of the Pops, mm-hmm. but they are lip syncing. Oh, okay. And they're doing that sort of defiant thing where there are portions of the song where she just stops lip syncing and lets the track play. Oh, she just kind of stands wow. there looking mysterious. Rebel. So explain to me like why you don't like this band that's so good. <laughs> no, I can explain it this way. Because to me, this is very much the precursor to what I love about My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, I don't care for them that much. I know you so, don't, yeah. but it's it's not as loud or like mm. dissonant or, you know, 90s as My Bloody Valentine, but it still has that same, this is dream pop. It's that ethereal hmm, 80s That's thing. interesting. All right, let's hear this one. Well, this is Sugar Hiccup. Do you know the song by no. name? Okay. I don't know any cocktail twins. <laughs> one of my favorite things is I looked up, I looked it up on, on Genius just to see if there were any interesting facts because I don't actually know much about it. And there wasn't, but Genius will sometimes have deeply annotated songs Mm -hmm. with lots of footnotes and facts. And for this one, the only thing it said was a quote, Sugar Hiccup has has the distinction of being a Cocteau Twin song with somewhat intelligible lyrics. (laughs) That's all it said? Yes. That's Genius. Because they're famous for having, like, like R.E.M. in the early years, like you couldn't understand what the hell she was singing. This one, you kind of can. Oh, this is so ethereal. This is so Anne. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. I love this song. I'm going to go home. I'm going to bring up that we watched Sugar Hiccup. Yeah. <laughs> Live on stage to track. I bet you you love her. Uh, I mean, I've, I don't have, like, a crush, if that's what you mean. Okay. Know. I just thought maybe, maybe, maybe you loved her because of the attitude. Because she's so dreamy. Yeah. This guy that's playing the... He's... A mood. Yeah, that's her boyfriend. Wow. The, the band broke up when they broke up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all, all I'm thinking of is Anne. Because this is like, this is what I'll hear. I'm like, who is this? Yeah. She's like, oh, it's cocktail twins. I was like, oh. Oh, I love it. You don't like this at all? Yeah. It's too plotty and not... But you like stuff like Dream Academy but and Psychedelic Furs. That's and ethereal that has got like a groove. Psychedelic Furs will have like kind of a groove to it. Yeah. Dream, Dream Academy is more like light and ethereal. Mm-hmm. This is like deeper plotting. It's maybe darker plotting. It's like, I like the nostalgia of it. Yeah. Like hearing that, that guitar sound makes me think of the 80s very much so. If I were your age... When the, when if I was like thirteen or fourteen yeah. when this came out, I would have wanted so badly to to like Mac to this music, <laughs> but I wasn't backing with anyone when I was thirteen or no. fourteen. I just would have like like imagined like this is what it's like. Yeah, yeah. When I get a girlfriend, uh, I'm gonna make sure <laughs> to have this this CD yeah. or cassette or cassette. whatever cassette, and then I'm gonna put it on my boombox, have yes. it queued up. This would have been yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. It never would have happened. I would have moved on to other music by the time I was back anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is reminding me of why I don't like them. Because it's so great. Because <laughs> it's yeah, so great. Yeah. And I don't. Like, <laughs> and I don't like great things. Her voice. 
is like the voice of an angel. <laughs> is it? It's, it's and funny. I love I love the guitar. I can't remember his name, but he's like he kind of is trying to look like Robert Smith style, but he's sort of like doughy. And yeah, that's the thing. He's like, trying. He's like a little doughy, goofy. But he's got like the shades on, even yeah. though it's very dark in there, he's and got all the, the hair. Up hair. Yeah, it's a great guitar player, though. I. I respect what they are. Yeah. It's just that their their music doesn't do it for me. Certainly by now you've been exposed to it enough that yeah. if it was ever going to take it would have by now. I, but, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, just by the fact that I don't know any of their songs. It's so pretty, though. It's not my kind of pretty. Well, you're going to hear some more pretty Scottish music that you'll hate <laughs> later. Okay. I, did, I chose nothing to please you in this episode. There is this no is all for why me. you should. Yeah. Oh, and actually, she's stop. not singing. Yeah, she's like, I'm done. Yeah, I do like that. I do like. She's like, I'm done. Yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to lip sync to my yeah. own music. It's me. You get it. You've seen what I've done. Yeah. Because she's 20 and she's too cool. Too cool. She is just too. I cool. wonder what what they went on to do after they broke up. Uh, well, I was reading online that they were gonna get. They were gonna uh, reunite for Coachella a few years ago. Oh. It was either 2015 or 2005. Uh, but then at the last minute, she was like, no, I'm not going to play on a stage with that guy. Like, wow. So they canceled at the last minute. And then there was another note that said, like, in, a, in an interview somewhere just a few years ago, the, uh, the third guy was like, band's never getting back together. Wow. If they did, so many Gen Xers would be like, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. But I guess I guess their breakup was acrimonious enough that they can't bury the hatchet even all these years. I mean, after, like, 40, uh, 35 years. Well, they broke up in the, like, late 90s. Oh, is they a, oh they went that so they were still around for a while. Okay. Yeah. Um, even though they weren't making hits. Oh, I don't know if they ever had like a true hit hit. I don't think they did. I yeah. think they were just... Cult band, yeah, for cult, sure. Definitively. A cult yeah, band. that's my favorite Cocteau Twins song. Should oh, really? I'm going to have to let Ann know. Tell, now, yeah, tell Ann and then tell me if she's like, if she thinks that's like a great song or that's like saying, you know, my favorite Doors song is uh, Lover Madly. Yeah. When you're a real Doors fan, that's the only song you won't like. <laughs> it's right. Get out of here. Yeah. That, uh, is it the same, what's that label you love? Uh, 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 4AD. Is that, is this 4AD? I think they are 4AD, yes, but I'm not sure. Labels, I'm never super sure. Okay. Like, who's on what label and when. I'll have to ask Anna again. Yeah, but I think they're 4AD. And if they're not on 4AD, they're still like, they they sound like like 4AD. They sound like a 4AD band. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm so happy you picked this next song. I thought you would be. I wasn't... I, I assumed you knew who Delamitri was. Yes. Um, I figured you'd be like, why did Kirk pick this? Yes. <laughs> Do you have a story? No. It was, I have a story behind this song. I have no story. It yeah. was literally one of the... Kind of... Don't have a story. A little bit. So, it was literally those... I gotta find one more. I gotta find one more song for the pod. Oh, okay. And, and I'm scrolling through, and I was like, Scottish band. Yeah, I look at the Scottish band. I said, Telemetry, that sounds familiar. Yeah. And then Roll I the saw Roll of Me, and I was like, I remember Roll of Me. I was like, this sounds fucking great. Yeah. And then I remembered more theater talk. I did a two man show in Chicago, and we had a Delamitri song that sounds completely different from this and was earlier called Just Like a Man. I don't remember that by name. I think that's... I pretty much just know Roll to Me. 
Roll to Me. But I think is I, re- a I but I vaguely song. remember them having like a couple other things yeah. on the radio and MTV. That was uh, I think that's a deeper cut. They didn't make yeah. it. Yeah, um, Roll to Me is the big hit. Roll to Me is so good, and again, it's one of those things where you're like, they're Scottish, because to me yeah. they're like a Midwest band done good. Yeah, they do sound like that. And then also just the name Delamitri, like if if, yes. if they're European, the name makes them sound like they're from some other place than yes. Scotland. Yes. So the fact that they and they they look and act mm-hmm. like a goofy Midwest American band. Yeah, they do. Time. They're like a power pop band. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, they do have a song called "Just Like a Man." I'll play for you after the pot. But yeah, yeah, "Just Like a Man." And a very weird video that I remember. Yeah, from the time. Yeah, let's play it, and then I'll tell you my like story about. Because you were. It like, would have been like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, that's what I thought. or like even eleven or twelve. What year is this? Ninety four. Oh, I thought it was maybe like ninety seven or six. No, it's earlier than that by a couple years. I think. Oh, is it? This song is so good. So I remember I loved this song when it was on the radio. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's just good pop music. It's great. Now, let me ask you this before we tell the story. Yeah. Do you get any sort of... Story from the video? No. Do you get any sort of vibe that this could be an ecstasy song? Like a poppy ecstasy song. I mean, it's in the same vein. Yeah. But I'm asked, curious. when we were watching ecstasy, you were like, does this remind you of The Knack? And I'm yeah. like, no, because it's <laughs> no. British. Yeah. And... These guys are British, but it's still not British enough to be like XTC to me. Yeah. This cook song. Yeah, but it's so more like Fountains of Wayne. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like 90s, yeah. 90s power. Pop. If you said this was Fountains of Wayne, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it is. You're right. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Right? Such a good song. No, I, I have a very distinct memory of in the mid 90s when I was like maybe 12, going to lunch with my mom and my brother. And we were at one of those restaurants where there's like a jukebox in the booth. Oh, I love those. You know what I mean? So yeah. you just pop your quarters in and, and pick what song you want to play. And my mom gave my brother and I each a quarter to pick yeah. a song. And I picked this. And both my mom and my brother were like, what is this shit? Like, what the hell is, what is this song that you're playing? Oh, this my God. awful. And I felt like so embarrassed. And I was, because they were like, this is lame and stupid. Hurtful. And, Yes, and then my brother picked Smells Like Teen Spirit, and I remember my mom being like, well, I don't like this either, but it's better than that other thing. (laughs) And so for a while, I was, like, ashamed that I liked this song, because, oh, apparently this is, like, trash. Yeah. And then later when I was in college, uh, I had, like, an on-campus job, and this dude who was my boss, he was, like, a big Beatles guy, and he loved Power Pop. And one day he was he played like the Delamitri the whole album in the office. And he was like, I love this band. And I was like, oh, okay, they're good. Yeah. So my, like, and my brother and my mom have shitty taste. <laughs> he like gave me permission again to like, oh, he's a dude whose music taste I know is yeah. good. And he loves this song. It's like it gave you permission. Right. And so yeah. I was like, oh, I can, I can drop the shame that I felt. Like, you know. Yes. Not that it ever happened, but if anyone had ever confronted me, like, do you like that song, Roll to Me, by Del Mitra? I'd be like, no. No, you can't. No, <laughs> no. that song sucks. It's terrible. Yeah. I like smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. That's I was like, why am I taking my cues from my mom yeah. and my brother who's into Sublime and Dave Matthews? Yeah, band? come on. This I is... was right, is the point, is I was right all along. A hundred. You should believe in yes. yourself. And so thank you for even further reaffirming, yes. even though you and I disagree all the time about what music <laughs> yeah. is good. Uh, this is a just song. a great power song. Terrible music video, though. 
Which we didn't, weird. we didn't even describe what it was, but it's got these hot women pushing along baby buggies yes. with babies in them, except they use computer graphics to put the heads of the band members on the babies. Yes, and it's all creepy. It's very creepy. It's creepy and icky. Even if they made it now where they could like deep fake it and yep. make it look like better CGI, that's still creepy. Yeah. Don't put man faces on baby bodies. Yeah, and, I don't want to have them sing to me. And then be pushed along by hot women. Yeah. It's weird. So as much as I as I have a clear memory of liking the song yeah. in the 90s, I also have a clear memory of being like, this video is awful. Yeah, I don't want this. But yeah. yeah, the song is fucking great. Yeah, that was great. Just yeah. great power pop. They're great. And they're Scottish, which I don't. if I ever knew that they were Scottish, I forgot that they were Scottish. Yeah. When you said Fountains of Wayne, I was like, oh yeah, that's exactly what they are. They're like yeah. a power pop, a Midwest American band. Right. Um, but they are great, no matter where they're from. Yeah. Okay, this next band is like maybe my favorite band of all time. Really? Top three, possibly number one? No. Yes. Wait. I've no. talked about them before. You have, but yeah. like, do you take them over Iggy Pop? Yes. Wow. Yes. Definitely. Wow. Uh, this is Teenage Fan Club. Do you know how I know Teenage Fan Club? I've brought them, I think I brought must have brought them up during the pandemisodes, because I don't think we've ever... Watched a clip. I don't of think that. we have, but I know we've talked about. Yes. Them. So, what's your connection to teenage fans? Judgment Night. Yes, you <laughs> definitely told me that. That's all I know. Who did they do a song with on the Judgment Night? Soundtrack? Oh God, was it? Because um, the whole thing of that soundtrack was like hip hop artists yeah. and rock artists teaming up. It wasn't Booyah Tribe. Uh, it wasn't <laughs> Ice T. I'm gonna look it up right now and. You mentioned that did we do? Did we, I think we did Scottish bands on a pandemisode. We did Scottish bands on a pandemisode. Maybe we did. It came up, and you mentioned that, and then I mentioned, oh, you would also know their song, the concept from that. Uh, what's that movie with Patton Oswalt and uh, Charlize Theron? Young adult. Young adult. That's a great. Yeah, we did that, talk about that. Yeah. No, we didn't do a Scottish episode, but we talked about. That. We did. We did talk about. Okay, that. this is. Uh, I love the song that they did for Judgment Night. Uh -huh. They did Fallen with uh, De La Soul. Oh, they did. Traveling really? They did a song with De La Soul? The speed of sound. Yeah. I gotta look that up. Yeah. You need to listen to the Judgment Night soundtrack. <laughs> it's a stupid fucking movie, well, but a great fucking yeah. soundtrack. <laughs> well, I mean, rap rock just repels me, but I know that's... This was like pre-before, yeah, because right. it was like 92. Yeah. It's like... Helmet and House of Pain working together. Yeah. It's weird. Teenage Fan Club and De La Soul. Yeah. What a, what a it's match. a really good one. Yeah. They also, and I think when we've talked about them in whatever context previously, are sort of infamous because uh, this is this song we're going to listen to is from Bandwagon-esque, which is probably their most famous album. Mm -hmm. Came out 30 years ago this week. Oof. And infamously, Spin Magazine named it the best album of the year over Nevermind by Nirvana. I mean, no. Which was like... That's it, ridiculous. No, it's not ridiculous yeah. at all. No, that's correct. No. That's 100% correct. You're taking Teenage Fan Club's album over Smells Like Teen Spirit, yes. never mind? Yes. Wow. Absolutely. Spin was right about that. But most people who are also wrong agree with you. <laughs> you mean the righteous majority? I love Nevermind. Yeah, but, I do. But Teenage Fan Club is like my wow. favorite band. And uh, this is Star Sign, which was a hit. Maybe yeah, I know from it. that album. Maybe Again, I had no idea Teenage Fan Club was. Scottish? No idea. Super Scottish. Never thought they were for one second. They also have a Lennon-McCartney dynamic where... 
Oh, they look, I'm sorry, they look Scottish. They look Scottish, yeah. He looks like Jim Parsons with frizzy hair. Yes, oh my god, he does. So, there's uh, two main dudes in the band who each write about half the songs. Mm-hmm. And all my favorite songs are Jerry songs. Do you not like the other guy's songs? No, I like Norm. I like all their stuff. Yeah. But all my favorite songs, every time I'm like, oh, I like this one, then I look at which one wrote that, it's Jerry. Oh, he's, wow. he's by Paul McCartney. Yeah, as I was just about to say. So this is, uh, and he's the one I remember telling you, he quit the band a few years ago because he didn't feel like touring anymore. Okay. So he's not in the band anymore. So they were around for, they've been around for a while until this touring. They've been around since the late 80s. Wow, and they didn't stop until just kind of recently. No, they haven't stopped. They went on without him. Oh, they just, they got just put new- out an album this year. Did they replace him or they just went one last? They've got some other guys okay. in the band, yeah. That's Jerry. He writes okay. all my favorite songs. This is very 90s. It's super 90s. Yeah. But it's very, it's like, what if Big Star had happened in the 90s? Yeah. 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 Super power pop. Yeah. Yeah, it's not exactly. It's like, got 90 produ- 90s production. Yeah. But they sound like Big Star. They don't sound like grunge to me. Yeah, that's Norman. He okay. writes all the other songs. He wrote the one, the song that's in Young Adult. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, this is like my favorite song by my favorite band. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I should assume it have been Iggy Pop. No, I mean, I love Iggy Pop because he's a more interesting, like... If you ask me who do I want to hang out with, Iggy Pop or Gerard Love... I would probably pick Iggy Pop. Yeah. Or who do I want to interview? Or who do I want to ask questions? But pound for pound music-wise, Teenage Fan Club might be your favorite. Yeah, I mean, this is like my kind of music. Is Teenage Fan Club to you what Prince is to me? Not quite, because I don't know like oh, everything okay. about them backwards and forwards. But, and, and like... You know, I've never had a reason to bring them to the show because they never fit a category. They don't. Really. It'd be, unless you threw it in a grab bag, yeah. you wouldn't be able to fit them. No. Yeah. Um, was but, this the first thing you were like, I'm putting this in the list because we'll meet this This was, yeah. Okay. Well, there was a few. It's really like a three-way tie for first. But yeah, the video Super 90s is just them playing in a, like... In a cramped room, and there's yeah. sparkles, and it's like... And the drummer's playing, and sparkles are flying. And yeah, and it's kind of grungy. It's That's the thing. It's kind of a grungy video, but they don't look necessarily grungy. Yeah. Just because they have long hair. Because it's 1991, but um, they're not grunge by any means. Yeah. But they are, you know, alternative rock, I guess. It's further proof that you were born at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't, I never heard this song until years yeah, after. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like this much more than anything on Nevermind, <laughs> and wow. I love Nevermind. That's crazy. Yeah. And you said this is your favorite song. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it is yeah, very it's, 90s. It's a vibe. That yeah, song it definitely is. Yeah. 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 Uh, Okay, the next artist. Yeah, I'm very glad you picked. So I didn't have to pick. Oh, okay. Him, although I would have picked his band before he was a solo act. What was his band before he was a solo act? Orange Juice. I don't know who that is. Oh, Orange Juice was a big deal in the early '80s. Unless you brought it up to me. You never heard "Rip It Up" by Orange Juice? "Rip It Up" and start again. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I know that. Rip it up and stop. I mean, yeah. Edwin Collins. No one else sounds like Edwin no, Collins. not at all. I fucking love this song. The, uh, Magic but it's not Piper Girl Like You. It's No, yeah. Magic Piper of Love, which I think is a better song because it's funkier. I don't know this song. This is, um, this was on, uh, was this not on uh, the Mike Myers movie? Was this on Austin Powers? I thought it was. I mean, how well do you think I know the soundtrack to Austin Powers? Oh, fair point. I know every Orange Juice song, and then Edwin Collins' solo, I know, Girl Like You, and that's it. I enjoyed Girl Like You, but when I heard the Magic Piper of Love, I was like, this is fucking great. It's kind of funky, and there's dancing in it. He dances in it. It's great. He dances in it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I said, I think it's him. A flute? Uh-huh. He's great. He's got one of the... Most uh, distinctive voices. Yeah. Is that him? Is that him or is it a lookalike as him? I don't know because he's a pretty good dancer and I didn't think he could do it. Maybe he'd said lookalike because I swear to God, it's some good dancing. Plus, he would have been like in his 40s by now. Then it's got to be not him. I think it's. I think it's a bunch of dancers who are who are dressed as Edmund. Okay. Collins, All is right. What I think. I love this song. But I could be wrong. Yeah, I just love his voice. He's, it's so unusual. It's so weird. Yeah. This, although this is to me like, of course you're Scottish. Yeah. Okay, yeah, this is not him. No, I don't think so. What is that hook from? Oh, I don't remember. I think it's from a movie. Yeah. I fucking love this video. What do you think of this song? No, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. But it does have that Austin Powersy vibe of yeah. like kind of tongue in cheek and yeah, it was an Austin Powers song. Yeah. So yeah, this was like '95. Of the well. spy who shagged me. Yeah. Like, oh, I, it would have been later than that because the first Austin Powers movie is '97. Yeah, this was. I think this was '99. Yeah. Maybe this is from. No, this is '97. I think. Okay. Was the first movie? Uh, yeah. But it would have been after Girl Like You. Yes, that yeah. that definitively is correct. Oh, was that Fatboy Slim? Because he's Scottish. He is? I think so. I think that's Fatboy Slim. Oh my god. Isn't he Scottish? Because he was in that band. Um, He was in a Britpop band. Magic Pepper of Love is 1997. 97. So it would have been the first movie. Yes, correct. So it wasn't the thing. Fatboy Slim. Wow, I did not know that. Oh, no, he's English. He's English. Okay. That might have just been some extra who reminded me of Fatboy oh, okay. Slim. But that's Fatboy Slim. Yeah, shit, yeah. yeah kind of looks like him. Definitely looks like him. Could have been wrong. It's a very 97 video, too. And, of course, Edwin Collins, you know what happened to him? No. In the 2000s, he had, like, a massive stroke. And... Uh, like spent years recovering physically. He still struggles to like sing and play guitar, oh, but wow. he did. He was only like in his forties, I think. Wow. He had a huge like brain hemorrhage. He spent a long time like fighting to regain his ability to play music. But like he does it now. He's torn and stuff. He's a little like a little slower, but, but he can still do it. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah, these are definitely just dancers. Yeah, and wearing different colored jumpsuits. Yeah. And then they're great dancers. This is a very late 90s music. Yes, it really is. Yeah. It's flashy. There's dancing. Yeah. You go to the the 
little slow-mo in the middle of it. I mean, honestly, the early 90s and the late 90s, the first and second halves might be might as well be two different decades. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just like different centuries. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. But I would have been in high school for this. Okay, yeah. When I first heard this, I was like, this is some funky shit. I loved it. Yeah, but you didn't know Orange Juice, and you just knew no. him as from Girl Like You, and that's yep. it. Yeah. I knew a girl like you. I was like, oh, this guy, he's doing it. Wow, I had no idea. I want to, can, can we take a detour, and I want to play Rip It Up for you, because I think Please. you'd like it. I'm almost positive I might know, but let's take yeah. a detour. Let's do a Reagan detour. They were like a very, like, one of those bands who didn't have a lot of mainstream success, but were super influential, like the Velvet Underground. Oh, you know? okay. Um, but they're... Their biggest hit, and I don't know how big a hit it was in America, is uh, is Rip It Up from like 82 or something like that. Rip It Up. Also, I just love the name Orange Juice. It's a great name for a, for a band. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll oh, watch wow. the official video. Little baby Edwin Collins. Yeah, these... Oh yeah, wait. Does this sound familiar to you at all? A little bit. Okay. Have you heard it this? Is, I have heard of this song. Yeah. I am embarrassed because I feel like I should know it more. It's, I mean, it seems like the thing you would have liked if you'd heard I, it at the time. I don't know this from the time. I don't know how much they crossed over to yeah. to America when they were. I know this hits. much later, and if I had to guess, I would know this from KCRW. That makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. They would yeah. play this on KCRW. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm I'm putting that uh, I'm putting that in my jogging list. But even when he was like, it looks like he's like 16. Yeah. I know he wasn't that young, but still he had that voice. Wow, yeah, it's still got that and weird, crazy voice. Yeah, when people have an unusual singing voice like that, it's just like, is that just how their voice comes out when they sing, or is it like a completely affected? You know, I would like to think it's something that just came out and then they just go with it and lean into yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Barry Gibb with his falsetto. Yeah. Like he accidentally discovered it because he was harmonizing with himself on a record and realized, like, what if I just sang every song like that for the rest of my life? Yeah. You'll be the biggest <laughs> band of all time. Okay. Now, I, I will be <laughs> like, doing yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. You'll hate this next band, but this. <laughs> I just laughed because I saw who it was. Yeah. Um, I can't really explain in words how obsessed with them I got in college that's very right because that's a it's a college band. yeah it's a college like yeah at the same time that I was super into punk and listening to the Ramones half the time I was listening also to their like platonic opposite in Bell and Sebastian the <laughs> yeah. other half of the time that's so like I bought funny. all their albums from the on-campus record store and played them constantly wow at which point there were only like four albums yeah the fifth album came out while I was in college, and that's when they started to kind of get away from the sound that defined them initially. This sort of like very wispy, yeah, that's how cha- I know chamber them. poppy, yes. twee sound. Twee, twee yes, is what that's they how are. I define them as. Yeah, but to me, this this is the first song on their first album, and it's still like the quintessential Bell and Sebastian song. And what year would this be? 96. Okay. 96. Okay, that sounds right. But I'm getting into them in 2001. Yeah, that sounds right too. Um, it's called The State I'm In. And I remember reading, I don't think it's on the internet anymore, but the AV Club used to have a regular column called Random Rules. Do you mm-hmm. remember what this was? No. 
each random rules was an interview with a different musician or artist or you know whoever uh where the artist would hand over their ipod because this is the early to mid 2000s to the interviewer who would then just like shuffle and like whatever song came up yeah the person had to explain, like, tell a story about the song. Why do you like, have it? Or, yeah, or oh, even if it's embarrassing, like, what, what is this? And, you know, tell that. us about your connection to this song. It was a great column. They did it for years. And now since uh, uh, Geo Media bought them out, it's just, like, all scrubbed. It's yeah, all gone. of course. But I remember one from, like, 2006 with the lead singer of a Scottish band. And I can't even remember who he was or which band it was. Mm-hmm. But this song came up. And he was from the Glasgow scene where Bell and Sebastian was. And he was like, let me tell you. And it was this big, long story where he he basically was saying, I knew Stuart Murdoch, who was like the main mm-hmm. front man for Bell and Sebastian, like before he formed the band. He was like, I hated that guy. He was such a like dweeb. And he he's like, I remember he used to like, he used to always fidget with the with the sleeves of his sweaters. And he was just kind of like, nah, nah, nah. you know, he's just like yeah. basically a little like soy boy or whatever word it was in the 2000s and he's like so he was just like so but he was also like smug yeah you know and he kind of was like oh my taste is better than yours yeah he was just talking about how like and he's like and he dated my sister and i just hated him there it is yeah right so but he's just like he was just an annoying little guy and then and then one time i remember he's like we're at a show and like he was passing out flyers because he's like oh i formed a band we're gonna play our first show and he's like i can't wait to see this guy's shitty stupid band so i can (laughs) see how bad they are so he's like i rounded up all my boys and you know we went to the bar and we bought around and we're like oh let's see what stewie has you know like Mm -hmm. they're all ready to make fun of him and he's like and then he sang like the first three notes of the song and i was like oh holy shit (laughs) like i can't even get mad he's so good i can't even hate him oh that's great because he's like, a, and it was this song. Okay. So you'll hate this. but I'm uh, not a huge Bell and Sebastian fan. But I love it. And the guy who personally hated Stuart Murdoch was like, yeah, it was like the best show I've ever seen. That's huge. It was their first show. Oh, oh this, is, uh, this is There's the wrong one. more Edwin Collins. Yeah, let's just watch that again instead. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> well, it's already wispy and... You can understand why this guy would annoy people. I mean, I literally thought Bell and Sebastian were two people. Oh, you don't know what Bell and Sebastian is? I'll explain it in a minute. I want to give the song a chance to build, because it builds beautifully. Okay. My brother had confessed he was gay Like, it starts, it's just him and a guitar, but the band has, like, flautists and cello players. And, you know, they say, yeah. I I just I know and can visualize the the fans of this group. Well, I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now it's going into uh, footage of the band. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate what the person who made this video did because it started with live footage and the live music. But now it's switched over to the studio recording of the song. Oh, oh, I didn't even notice that. Because I looked for other videos and there's no clean sounding live performance. Yeah. Yeah, this is not Kirk music. You know what? It's not. Yeah. I, the, the thing that bugs me the most is his voice. It's too, like, airy yeah, and twee for you? Yeah. Yeah, I know this is not everyone's cup of tea. 
I like the ethereal music of it. Like I'm getting kind of like, oh, maybe this could be a demo for the Sundays. Yeah, it's the same sort of thing. I just don't like his voice. I love it. What if you put uh, our our woman from the Sundays singing the song? Ooh. Yeah, come on now. Oh, Harriet from the Sunday yeah, singing the with Belle and Sebastian. Just she replaces his son yeah. singing. It's a similar kind of yeah. vibe. So I don't, I don't hate it. Yeah, I, I get it, but his voice can. There are other songs that other members of the band sing, but he usually sings. Lead. Okay. Now, why they call Belle and Sebastian? There was a cartoon in the, I think the eighties, uh, mm. called Belle and Sebastian. About a, a boy named Sebastian and his dog, Belle. Okay. So it's just named after a... All right. But it's like a French cartoon or something like I that. I think it was on Nickelodeon in the 80s when I was a kid. I literally thought it was a duo of Belle and Sebastian, no. and they had a backing band. No, they have a they have like a funk band-sized band. There's like 10 people wow. in the band. It's like two guitar players, a bass player, drums, keyboards, flute, cello. Good lord. Violin. It's, you know, they're a chamber pop. Yeah. From their first album, Tiger Milk. Of course. I'm getting very Sunday vibes, so I don't hate that. Yeah, it's I love it for the same reason yeah. that I love the Sundays. And they still record stuff, right? Yeah, they're still around. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, they've changed up their sound a little bit. You know, that, that fifth album was a little bit more like AM influenced and okay. kind of you'd like it better than this. Okay. But I like the first four albums that sound like this, that are real real up its own ass. <laughs> uh, you know, pretty and cute. Yeah. And you would have thought, like, a guy like me was just listening to the shit to try to get girls. That's what I was thinking. Because uh, I definitely, like, would have wanted to get the girl who yeah. also liked this. 100% that's your type. But I liked it for me. You enjoyed it. Yes. That's so funny. Like, my buddy Mark played, like, I, the first week of freshman year... Uh, the dude who lived in the room next to me, who I might have brought up before, like we immediately connected on music, and we're just like sharing music. Yeah. Was, have you ever heard this? Have you ever heard this? And this is one of the first bands he played for me, because uh, I already liked Nick Drake. Okay. Okay. He yeah. was like, if you like that, you might like this. And then he played Bell and Sebastian for me, and I was like, well, I'm going to buy all their CDs. You're like, well, now I officially love them. Yeah. Very literary lyrics as well. Yes. You know. Very also art student music. Very. I mean, they formed in, like, if not art school, then, you know, university. The yeah. way they came together is they were in a class for, like, songwriting or something like that. And, like, as part of a final project, they put together an EP. And then the, you know, the teachers or whoever at the school were so impressed, they were like, well, we'll help you make an album. Oh, shit. So when they made their first album... They weren't even, like, a fully formed band. It was just, like, more a loose group of friends. Mm-hmm. And, like, when they all came to the studio to cut the first album, it was, like, that was the first time they'd all actually sort of, like, played oh, together. Wow. And we're like, okay, I guess we're a real band now. Okay, so here we this, go. This is our lives now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, no, I did not expect you to like that. And it's it's a band I deeply love and have loved for 20 years. Yeah. But, like, 
if anybody of any personality or star and stripe told me I hate that band, I would have been like, yeah, no, that's fine. Like, I'm not going to... You get it. My reaction is never going to be, how can you not like them? What do you mean? Yeah, they are not for everybody. (laughs) Yeah, no, they are not. They're very specified. Yes, and I'm that specification. Yes. Um, but if we're doing a Scottish episode, this, I mean, all of this stuff is the stuff that I love the most, but would never bring to the show because it's so personal and it doesn't fit. I think it's true. The stuff that you have, you're like, I don't know what you'd put yeah. on our past episodes. I have no idea. But that's why I was like, well, let's just do an episode of Scotland and I can just sort of dump can, all that stuff out. I could live my dream. Yeah. Get it out of my yes. body. That's right. Yeah. And you have to sit through it. <laughs> I, I, hey, listen, someone's pretty good. Uh, oh, this guy again. This fucking jabroni. Yeah. Prince. Did, did you not know Prince was from Scotland? I didn't know Prince was Scottish. They, a lot of people say he was born in no, Minneapolis. That no, is incorrect. No, not true. He was born no. in Scotland. Yeah, no, he was born in Minneapolis. Yes. Uh, this is my... Some might say this is my way of getting some Prince on the... On the, on the Scottish episode? No, Scottish I don't episode. think... I mean... This act is associated with Prince enough that I don't think it takes an expert to listen to this and already know who we're talking about. Yes. Like, most people could probably guess. We're talking Sheena Easton. Sheena Easton. Yeah. Sheena yeah. Easton doing her duet with uh, Prince. Yeah. So you got the look. I got the look. You got the look. I fucking love the song. That's yeah, good. Great song. Too long, but it's good. How dare you. It's over five minutes. What is it? <laughs> Wait a minute. How much was the bell? Oh, okay, Bell's Smash is 438. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's a good point because they've got some long-ass songs. I was about to say. This is a great song, yeah. and to me, Sheena, Sheena Easton was the first person who I was like, oh, there's a Scottish person who sings on the U.S. charts, because uh-huh. she came out way early. I must have been like 11. I must have been like 9 or 10. Mm-hmm. Morning Train. Oh, right. Which yeah. is a dumb fucking song. I forget that that's the same person. <laughs> she, the, the, the transformation of Sheena Easton yeah. is fascinating. I want to play a little bit of, of You Got the Look because you'll when I talk about the transformation, you'll be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Because she went from like pro, prim and proper girl to like, oh, I fuck with Prince. Yeah. Yeah. The Morning Train is one of those songs where like you've heard it a million times, you know it so well, but you never think of like who actually does it. Yeah. You're just like, oh, is that like Katrina and the Waves? Yeah. Or, no, it's, it's almost like a joke song now because yeah. they use it for like parodies in, in, in sitcoms. But Prince Prince saw it and was like, "She's got something. <laughs> She's got something." Well, I'll explain <laughs> why because he literally took her under the wing. Yeah, uh, fucking. Love this her. is quite a bit different from than Morning Train. Yes, and we've seen a uh, video of her before. I can't remember what we episode. did. It was she was uh, very sexy in this. Sugar video. Walls. Sugar Walls. I can't remember was. what Sugar Walls was for. Yeah, I can't either. Oh, it might have been. It might have been one of our first B sides. Maybe. Where for uh, the Prince, I, for episode. Prince episode. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. This is actually the this, most Prince. Yes. This lick. song is the this is the video version. It's a little longer. That's why. Okay. But like, so Sheena Easton does uh, "Morning Train," which is almost like a joke. Pokey song. I like it fine. It's but okay. It's, yeah. And then she it's not does, cool. It's not cool at all. Yeah. It wasn't cool when it came out either. There was a video of her and it's just her on trains. <laughs> Real literal. Yeah. And then because of that, she got to do the theme song to James Bond for Your Eyes Only. Okay. Which is not a great song either. That's the weird that's not exactly A to B. Like someone yeah. heard Morning Train and was like, she should do the next Bond yeah. theme. But she was like young and she was kind of like up and coming, so like let's have her do the next bomb one because it was yeah. up the top time. 
and then I think she must have gone like, I think she specifically was like, you know what, fuck this. She ex-teened herself. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I don't want her to want to do this stuff. Because yeah. her next big hit was Sugar Walls, which is what Prince gave her. Yeah. Which is hot as fuck. Yeah. And then it became, okay, now I'm going to work She's with like, Prince. I'm grown now. I'm grown now. Yeah. And then she went and did a stint on Miami Vice. Oh. Yeah. As, and acting? like She played Don Johnson's wife. Really? Yeah. Well, I've never seen Miami Vice. Well, you're living your life wrong. Well, I watched the pilot. Stop. Ta- oh, it's so good. This is the later seasons. Yeah. She was, it wasn't great, but basically she played a pop star. Yeah. That Don Johnson married. Okay. Yeah. And so it became like, okay, she's sexy now. Yeah. And it's all because of Prince, because she's fucking hot here. So I forget that she does morning trade, because I think of her as sexy. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, when this came out, like, Sugar Walls are like, oh, wow, she did, she's doing it. This came out, and you're like, wait, this is Sheena Easton? It was yeah. kind of shocking. Well, also, because you also think of, like, there she is. Yeah. You know, he's worked with so many women, and I'm so used to thinking of the women that he works with as, like, his protégés. Yeah. That I forget that, like, oh, yeah, he didn't discover Sheena Easton. Not at all. In my head, he did. Yeah. He just kind of, like, helped her to go to the next level. Yeah, he wasn't one of, like, Prince's girls. No, no. Just worked with her, and she yeah. really responded to it. And uh, and then they went on after this to do one of the worst Prince songs ever, Arms of Orion. Oh, right. <laughs> Which is just from the Batman soundtrack. It's top five worst Prince songs ever. But also, like, the Batman soundtrack has the worst... Prince song ever, but also the best. Trust. <laughs> you love trust. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you think I was going to say Party Man? No, I know. Bad yeah. dance. Bad dance. But this is, so this, this video is part of Sound of the Times, the movie. Yes. So they did like this weird thing with it. Yeah. I love this song. Yeah. I'm not throwing rocks at Prince or Sheena Easton. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> But the lyric, your body's hecka slamming, I always bump up against a little bit. Do you bump Every up? Every once in a while, Prince is corny. Do you bump up against show enough doobie cooking in my book? Because <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I have it. But I always, like, I always, my ear catches on it. <laughs> yeah. Your body's hecka slamming. He's going for something. And I think around this time, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he was dating her, named a woman Kat, and uh, Sheila E. at the same time. Okay. Yeah. But this was like the this was the big hit from his from Sign of the Times. It was the biggest hit off the of Sign of the Times. Yeah, because uh, there was the video for it. He didn't have a video for the actual Sign of the Times video. Uh, no video for Starfish and Coffee? I love Starfish and Coffee. That's my favorite album. Yeah. He had a video for this and for... The title track? Could Never Take the Place of Your Man. Oh, no. right, right, right. He yeah. didn't have it for a of times. But again, just... This is eight years, seven, eight, seven or eight years removed from Morning Train. Yeah. Which yeah. is crazy. Just, uh... Always just kind of blew me away. Yeah. It was just like, wow. I've never seen the, the sign of the times. Uh... It was all a dream. Ooh. See, he was asleep. 
he didn't he didn't sing with Shinny Easton. <laughs> never he only happened. dreamed of doing it. Or did it? See, now he's looking at the camera, looking Ooh, at you going... Breaking the fourth wall. Maybe I did. Breaking the wall. Breaking the wall. <laughs> uh, was that your last clip? Yes. That was my last clip. Okay, my last clip is very adjacent to Bell and Sebastian. I know this band because you said this band. Oh, did I? Yeah. I don't know when and where, but I just know the name because of you. When they started out... The lead singer, Tracy Ann Campbell, was like dating Stuart Murdoch from Bell and Sebastian. Oh, wow. They are also a very twee Glasgow band. And yeah. their first their first album, especially, kind of their first two, they're like they sound exactly like Bell and Sebastian. They're just like doing Bell and Sebastian. They oh, were sort really? of like Bell and Sebastian's kid sister band. Oh, that's funny. Even the cover art of their albums was like the same sort of design. They were very much sort of aping Bell and Sebastian. Very well. Yeah. Also very good band. So you liked it. You were like, I'm here for this carbon copy. Yes. Okay. But they quickly evolved Mm. to be, in my opinion, much better than Bell and Sebastian. So you like Camera Obscura more than Bell and Sebastian? Yes, I do. So... Bell and Sebastian I have more nostalgia for because I spent a lot of time listening to Bell and Sebastian in college. Mm -hmm. And I still enjoy them. But I don't listen to them as much. And I don't like them as much as I did then. And this band I love. I think Camera Obscure is great. Wow. Tracy Ann Campbell is is one of my top five, possibly top three favorite singers. I love her voice. Um, And this is from their, so far, last album. Mm -hmm. Their fifth. It's like eight years old now. Their keyboardist died of cancer a couple years after it came out. So Mm -hmm. they sort of went on hiatus, indefinite hiatus. But there have been rumblings the past year or so that they're like recording new stuff. Now, are they dearer to your heart than Teenage Fan Club? No. Okay. Uh, One's got to go. One's got to go right now to save the earth. I will say, in the past couple years, I probably listened to Camera Obscura more often. Oh, okay. That's a hard choice, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I picked this song from their most recent album because it sounds less like... Bell and Sebastian. Okay. Than anything. And also, this is clip is from K- KCRW. Love KCRW. Recording in studio at KCRW. And I love how, like, clear her singing is. Because, you know, sometimes you'll hear bands live, even live in studio, and you're like, well, it doesn't sound quite as clean as the studio yeah. version. This is so clean. They're so good. Um, I don't know if you'll like this or not, but I love it. All right. And at least it's KCRW. So. I love K- anything KCRW does. Yeah. Do it again. And this is eight years old? Yeah. Tambourine. Yeah, well, no, it's just his hi-hat. No, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty... No, there's tambourine. Oh, there is. Okay. Oh, she's just wearing a Bruce Springsteen t-shirt and a hoodie. Like, that's a good look. Not glamming it up at all. I can see liking them more than Balance and Action. Yeah, you definitely would. I do. Yeah. I think I would... I like her singing more. Yeah. This song is pretty good. I would like to hear something different. I'd like another look, maybe a different take. From them? Yeah. Before I pass judgment. I, I got another clip that I almost used oh. instead of this if you'd rather watch that. No, let's watch both. Yeah. Okay. Because this is pretty good. Yeah. 
Are they a five-man band or a six-man person band with a tambourine? Five, uh, for most of, I'm not sure. Um, they changed lineups a little bit. So, like, Carrie Ann, the keyboard player who's now uh, deceased, yeah. was not in the band originally, but she was a friend of the band. So she's in their first music video as oh. just, like, uh, an actor, like a, like an extra. Okay. Before she joined the band. And oh, then wow. she joined the band. She and, like, Tracy Ann became, like, best friends. Oh, that's nice. Um, I like the drummer. Yeah, the drummer's they're all good. real tight. Yeah. Sort of like the average white band, all just like like schlubby dudes in this band. Yeah, just like just just yeah. regular people. Cute lead singer though. Yeah. Very low key. Yeah, and there's something about her voice where like this is not a down tempo song, but she just always seems sad to me. Yeah. In a yeah. way that's, <laughs> that's very like fetching. Yeah. 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 This isn't a sad song, but her voice her has voice melancholy. Her voice, to it. yes, a hundred percent. Just right up my alley. Yeah, that's real Paul. Yeah. I think this guitar feels like you too. Yeah, yeah. And he's playing the same type of guitar as the, the dude from Cocteau Twins. <laughs> of course. And uh, Jay Mascus. Oh, your hero. Yeah. Guitar hero. Yeah. And when was their first album? Ooh. Uh... Like 2000, 99 oh, okay. or 2000, okay. maybe something like that. There's a little bit too much echo on her voice in the in the studio here, but I could I could yeah. yeah. Doesn't need it. Here for the here for the tambourine guy. Yeah, that was one of their like more rock. Yeah, that songs. was a mess. Yeah. Uh, I'll play you the uh, the other one I almost yeah. played called from the same album called uh, "Break It to You Gently," which is a little more down tempo. Okay. Uh, from the four AD sessions, they're not a four AD band, but I guess um, they were invited to. I don't know what the four AD sessions actually is. And this is shot so well, it looks like a music video, but... But it's not? Yeah, it's just an Oh, it does. Oh, shit, that is shot well. And that background is the cover of the album. Okay. Mm -hmm. Two things. Yeah. I like the first song better. Yeah. But has more of a groove to it. Yeah. Why didn't you pick this song? This feels like a more Paul song. I went back and forth so many times between <laughs> these two songs because I love both songs. This feels more like you. This the video's more compelling. It's a better recording and a better video. The other one I'm like, well, Kirk likes KCRW, <laughs> and I think I like the song. I do more. like it better. Yeah. 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 Definitively. I'll, I also want to play. I'll play one of the songs from their first album so you can hear how much they were just like doing a balance of action. Okay. Uh, let me look and pick one. Because if this is from the same album, this sounds very. There's, there's a little like 80s vibe to this. Yeah, I can hear that. I think there's also like kind of a 60s girl group vibe. I can to see some that too. Her yeah. voice. 
This one's a little prettier. Uh, let's play the... Also, yeah. another great name. Camera Obscura. Yeah. It's, it's pretentious, but it's my kind of pretentious. Yeah, yeah. I'm not quite sure what a camera obscura is. It's some sort of It's a film device reference. of uh It's a movie, it's what they do for Yeah. Uh, something I, get like a certain lighting effect or yeah. something. Yeah. Let me look that up. I mean that's a complete sixties girl group. That was that's be my baby. Literally I was like, why are you playing a sixties yeah. song? <laughs> definitely have a vibe. Yes, the Glasgow vibe. It's the Glasgow vibe. <laughs> okay, yeah. a camera obscura is a darkened room with a small hole or lens at one side through which an image is projected onto a wall or table opposite the hole. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an old school. So, yeah. yeah uh, pretentious, but that's my kind of pretentious. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. I'm here for that pretentious. Same with the band for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's your kind of pretension. Yeah. And that's Carrie in the video before she's a member of the band. Oh, so she's just randomly in it. Yeah, she was just a friend of the band. So they're like, you want to be in our video? But she wasn't in the band yet. That's so fascinating. And then later they're like, you want to join our band? Wow. Yeah. Again, not Kirk music, but... No, the first song was... Yeah. Thank you for the first song, If that, even though that might not have been the one you wanted, because I like that first song. Yeah. Yeah. That Glasgow sound, though, does it for me, man. It does. Yeah. Maybe it's the weather. Oh, now look at it. Yeah, there's, I mean, all this, this music is very, like, gray and rainy. Yeah. For sure. It's gray and rainy days. You're like, I'm just staying in there. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to lie on the couch under a blanket and listen to Camera Obscura. I'm going to be an English major, not go to my English class, <laughs> stay in my dorm room, yeah. roast a bone, and listen to this fucking sad Scottish music and just like stew, not even in my feelings because I'm not like feeling sad, but yeah. just like put up, like just wrap that around yeah, me and yeah. be like, I'm just going to be like sad today. Yeah. I'm, you're choosing to be sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. So uh, that was the last clip. That was a ride through a bunch of music that I love <laughs> that I've never brought to the show because I'm like, there's no reason to and Kirk will hate it. I hope you feel purified. And then finally, like in a very calculated way, way before the pandemic when we were planning episodes for 2020, I was like, let's do an episode on Scotland. I might be able to come with a couple bands that I like from Scotland. I'll try. I mean, yeah. I can see if I can. And now it's done and we did it and we can move on with our lives. We keep moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm sorry if you didn't enjoy anything, but I that one was for me. Oh, some of it was good, and I loved the I loved everything you brought too. I uh, what was the, the um, well from our list? Yeah, now I gotta look because I want to see the thing that I like from you. Uh, Don Lennon, he's Scottish. Don Lennon, no, he's not. fucking rules. Uh, maybe I didn't like anything. Teenage fan. Club, oh, I like te- I, yeah, I like teen. You know what? Again, I like Bell and Sebastian. If you put Harriet in, if you put Harriet, I could probably pick out. Some Bell and Sebastian songs you would like. Oh, do it, do it. That have you know that some vibe. sort of groove or yeah. some sort of yeah. I'm here for it. Maybe <laughs> <Finger>. <laughs> they are pretty soft. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Look, 
your boy likes punk, but he, he likes soft music too. Hey man, you two yeah. sides of a, a coin. I like that pretty shit. Yeah, there's nothing wrong Put with Put it in shit. my veins. Nothing wrong with the pretty shit. I would be so starstruck if I met Tracy Ann Campbell. I That's would be amazing. a mess. You'd be like, I, 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 I. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this quiet Scottish lady from this not like super well known indie yeah. band. <laughs> like, who's this guy oh who God. won't leave me alone? Yeah. Uh, but that's it for this episode of Music Raygun. Music Raygun is co-hosted and produced by me, Paul Champanelli. And me, Kirk Pinchon. Our theme music is by Bagweed. Please check his stuff out on Bandcamp. That's B-A-G-W-E-E-D. Until next time. See ya! See ya!